It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk shoes. Recorded live. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you. 
Jesus is worthy. The Lord bless you, children of God. We greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, who was and is and is to come. We thank God for another Lord's Day, another opportunity to worship him, to study, to show ourselves approved unto him, another opportunity to worship him, to exalt him, to magnify his holy name. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled, Every Child of God Must Know K-N-O-W, no, N-O. Every child of God must know, no. Very important word that God has created, a word of refusal, a word of rejection. Since God is the maker of good and evil, and since there's only one side of that particular coin that he wants us to operate on, we must be prepared to use the word no in order to resist and to reject what the adversary and his agents are offering. Uh, we looked at capital A earlier today, recognize who is offering. You know, one of the things that the adversary likes to try to do is to make his offerings seem harmless, to make his agents seem harmless, to make what he is presenting to not seem to be that bad, but the reality is it is much like the proverbial cheese in the mouse trap. The thing about cheese, cheese is not that bad to a mouse. A mouse loves cheese. In fact, you know, cheese is a very good thing to a mouse. But when the mouse does not understand that the cheese is attached to a device that will snap his neck, that will bust his head open, that will kill him quickly and efficiently, the, the, you know, the, uh, if the mouse understood that, he would be a little more discerning of, uh, of that particular piece of cheese. Well, the Bible tells us to test everything. God wants us to test everything. You know, the mouse gets himself killed because he doesn't really, you know, look at what's going on and really discern properly what's happening. He just see a piece of cheese there, and he allows his desire for the cheese to cloud his judgment, some of us. If we're not careful, we'll allow our desire for a particular thing, our desire for, for money, our desire for power, our desire for sex, our desire for popularity, our desire for so-called friends to cloud our better judgment. God wants you and I to recognize uh, what we are dealing with. We just finished watching a movie in here uh, for, some, for some hours. Uh, I thought it was a very good movie entitled Now You See Me dealt with uh, these uh, illusionists, magicians who, you know, were pulling off all kind of bang things and a particular uh, police officer who was kind of like, you know, supposedly one step behind them all the way. I don't want to give away the movie to some of the people that may want to watch it. But um, I'll just say at the end, there was a very, very ironic twist that the one they thought was so stupid and so dumb and and so uh, far behind turned out to be the one that really uh, knew what was going on. Well, so it is with you and I, children of God. The world looks at us worshiping an unseen God, worshiping a God that died on a cross 2,000 years ago, looked like we the stupid ones, like we the dummies, like we the, like we the muffin heads. But I guarantee 
You know, some of the wise, God says, I, I choose the, the foolish things of the earth, Robert, to confound the wise. Many wise folk in hell thought they had a, had a handle on things in life because they were rich, because they were powerful, because they were successful by the world's standards, but didn't realize that without a connection to God, without a connection to God through and by a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you're just the biggest fool at the party. I encourage you, let us recognize who is offering. Whatever is being offered, you need to know and recognize who is offering it up. You're sure to be blessed this evening in the name of Jesus. We looked earlier today at Titus chapter 2, verse 12. We're going to take a look tonight briefly at Mark chapter 15, verse 23. Let's see what God has in store for you and I. Mark chapter what? 15, verse 23. Mark chapter 15, verse 23. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh or gall in the King James Version, but he did not take it. Mark chapter 15, verse 23. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh or gall in the King James Version, but he did not take it. Capital A, recognize who is offering. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Father, for another beautiful day. Thank you, Father, for peace, love, joy. Thank you for the fruit of the Spirit, Father. Thank you for your indwelling presence of your Holy Spirit. Father, we appreciate what you have done to us, through us, and for us so much, Father. We pause reverently again to magnify you, to exalt you, to join in the heavenly choir and sing praises to your most holy name. This is the day that you have made. We are rejoicing, and we are glad in it. Father, we pray that as we study once again to show ourselves approved unto you, you will bless us with your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding. Help us, Father, to rightly divide your word of truth that we may uh, do those things that are pleasing in your sight. Forgive us, Father, of our sins and our iniquities as we forgive those who have sinned and are indebted to us. Father, we trust that we will not leave this place the same, but that you will uh, alter our minds and our hearts, that you will open our eyes of understanding that we may see even more clearly the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we're touching and agreeing in spirit, uh, taking by faith that you are going to do these things for us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. And amen. Mark chapter 15, verses 21 through 32 deal with the crucifixion 
our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Crucifixion was and is very nasty business. It's a very, very horrible experience, not only to those who are being crucified. It's almost like one of the most horrible, public, humiliating ways to die that, that man uh, could conceive of and, and could come up with. And this is exactly what our God allowed himself to go through in order that you and I may have a right to eternal life, in order that you and I, child of God, might be saved. Jesus was crucified. Now, the Bible says in verse 22 that they brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. They offered him, they, they, who were crucifying him, the very ones who were a part of the system that was unfairly and unjustly uh, handling him and dealing with him, they offered him wine mixed with word. Now, my wine mixed with myrrh or gall, as the King James Version describes it, it was a very cheap drink. And basically what this, this drink was for was so that the, the pain, it was almost like a sedative, you know, to try and, uh, or to try and uh, alleviate the pain that, that Jesus was to experience with the crucifixion. But Jesus refused to take it. Now, you know, the Lord was just kind of dealing with me on, on this right here in, in regards to the generation that we live in. One of the reasons why we have many individuals that are uh, drug abusers and addicted drugs and, and, and uh, all of this type of thing, because they've got a lot of individuals that don't want to feel pain. We live in a generation and a, and a dispensation where, where uh, men and women are trying all they can to uh, uh, bypass pain, do away with pain, you know, numb me so I don't have to feel the pain. My spirit goes to uh, a few weeks ago, well, a few, I don't know if it's been up to, up to a couple of weeks yet, when we got down to Orlando, Florida, I had a toothache leaving uh, South Carolina. tooth was hurting so bad, some of the, the, the very nerve was coming back up through the gum, and it was throbbing and hurting. And, you know, as soon as we got into Orlando, couldn't even get a chance to go to uh, the resort and, and get to the place and settle in and different things. Had to go find a dentist to get him to pull that tooth out. Well, when we went in, you know, they examined the tooth, and, you know, the doctor was like, yeah, yeah, we, we need to get it out of there. He said, Mr. Bryant, it shouldn't be a problem. You know, it should be a pretty easy pull. But he began, the first thing he did was he took a needle and injected, began to inject uh, numbing agents into my mouth. And then, you know, came back, tooth was hurting very, very bad. He injected numbing agents into my mouth, slight pinch of the needle, then the numbing agent kind of going in, burning, but it was numbing, numbing everything. Then he went away, did whatever he had to do. Came back a little bit later, so let me check that tooth. Start checking and poking it, but the numbing agent wasn't enough. Numbing agent, it, it wasn't enough yet. 
So he, you know, once he checked the tooth and poked into the tooth, I jumped. I said, ah, it's fine. Let me put a little bit more of that in there, put a little bit more in, and went on about his business. When he came back, talked to me a little while, you know, and I'm like, all right. And next thing you know, the tooth was pulled out. Had the tooth out in a matter matter of seconds. You say, Apostle, what's the point? The point is this. Long, long time ago, people didn't have that. So people had to deal with that tooth and teeth being pulled out without those numbing agents. We're living in a generation, a dispensation, where there's almost, there's all kinds of medicines, there's all kinds of, 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 of agents to dull all kinds of pain. Here was Jesus with an opportunity to take a substance, see, this, this wine that was mixed with myrrh, in order to dull the pain so it didn't have to, it hurt is bad. He didn't have to, you know, but it would have clouded it. It will not be a drug. I will not be a drug abuser even on the cross. He went through the pain that he was destined to experience. Understand, children of God, there is some pain that you and I are destined to experience. There is some pain that the doctor is not going to be able to not going to be able to ward that off. There's some pain that the medicine, the pharmacist is not going to be able to give. There's some pain that you and I are destined to have to experience, that we are destined to have to go through. Jesus even showed us on the cross how to suffer. Everything Jesus did, this is why, you know, we want to study his life so closely, study his words so closely, study everything he did, because Jesus was the greatest teacher that has ever been. He, he, he will always be known as the greatest. He was teaching us something in everything. Jesus even taught us how to suffer. The Bible says he was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and like a sheep before her shearers, he was silent. He was silent. Jesus suffered. Your Bible says, yet he opened not his Yet he opened not his Now, that's not the easiest thing when you're hurting, you know. When you when you really really hurt, it's not an easy thing to keep your mouth closed because you want somebody to know. Normally, Jesus showed us. He didn't depend on he didn't depend on uh, drugs, you know. And I'm not saying that anything is is, is wrong with drugs, you know, at, in, in their place. But just understand that there's gonna be some suffering, child of God. That God not gonna want you to take no drugs for. There's going to be some sufferings that God's going to want you to experience, that he's going to want me to experience. He's going to want us to have to go through that. Jesus. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him, dividing up his clothes. They cast lots to see what each would get. It was the third hour when they crucified him. Written notice on the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right, one on his left, who passed by. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, so you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, Come down from the cross and save yourself. Now, look at what you've got here. you got the same thing God says then, Robert, as you do now. You had passers-by, people just walking by, 
They heard about Jesus. They maybe had listened in to some of his sermons. They maybe were present. But even at that, they still didn't understand what he came to do. You say, Apostle, what, what is that? Well, you don't want to keep looking at something over and over and still not understanding what you're looking at. They didn't understand him in life. They didn't understand him in crucifixion. They didn't understand him in death. So you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. What they didn't understand was that it was for the cross that he came. This, as humiliating as this event was, as bad as it looked to the average onlooker, this is what Jesus was destined to go through. This is what Jesus was destined to experience in order that humanity might have the door open back to God. See, up until, up, up until Jesus, the doorway to God, you know, it was it. Jesus had to die to open the door so that men and women could get back to God through their faith in Jesus Christ. Hurling insults, shaking their heads, not even realizing that they were hurling insults at the only way to get their eternal soul saved. Some people doing the same thing today. Hurling insults at the Bible. You need to understand when you hurl insults at the Bible, you're hurling insults at Jesus again. Hurling insults at the things of God. Hurling insults. Hurling insults. Not because of our ignorance or lack of understanding as to what it is all about. See, the Bible says something very interesting in, in, in Romans chapter 12. The writer, the Spirit of God says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercies, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your spiritual act of worship. Scripture says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Then, after what? After you've presented yourself, after you have uh, allowed the word of God to transform your mind, the Bible says, then, you can, then you're in a position to test it and to prove it. God is so sure of his word and his way that he knows that once a renewed mind tests it, the renewed mind will approve of it. It's only unrenewed minds that don't approve of the word of God. It's only unrenewed minds that don't understand the word of God. Renewed minds understand what God is talking about real plain. Renewed minds will, will test God's word and find out that God's word is the best way. Renewed mind, then you will be able to test. God said, you can't even test my word until you let my word renew your mind. We're not even talking about a proof of it. God said, you can't even test it. Now, the question becomes, how do you know a bridge is strong unless it's tested? You think about any bridge that you drive over. Whoa, whoa. How do we know? We go sometimes. We be going to places. We be riding over bridges, hundreds of feet there. How do we know that bridge is sound? How do we know the bridge is sound? Well, bottom line, we don't know. We going by faith. But now, once we have gone across it, then we now we can say, you know, hey, 
It's pretty sound. At least it was for us. Now, we don't know exactly what might happen when you come, but it, it worked out pretty well for us. Well, that, in essence, is what we're supposed to be able to say about Christianity. That is what we're supposed to be able to say about the Word of God. We have tested it. We have approved it. And now we can look back on some of you all that haven't, that haven't crossed it yet or haven't gotten into it and say, look, it worked out pretty good for me. Good God in here. Thank you, Jesus. It, 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 did a pretty good, it did a good enough job in my life. It did a good enough job in my marriage. It did a good enough job in my family. It did a good enough job in my... We can test and approve. Now we can tell somebody that ain't come that way yet. Worked it out pretty well for me. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others. Now here were the, here were the religious leaders who didn't understand the plan of God. The tragic thing is, my brother and my sister, you had many then, and you got many now that still don't understand the plan of God, the purpose of God, the will of God, the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Then, in the same way, the chief priests, teachers of the law, mocked him among themselves. He saved others. They said, but he can't save himself. Let this Christ, this king of Israel, come down from the cross that we may see and believe. See, understand. See, some of you, some of you all out there that be running around hollering that craziness, that seeing is believing. You need to understand where that came from. It came from these doubting religious leaders that put that crucified Jesus. But the reality of the situation was that even if he did come down off the cross, they still wouldn't have believed. It wouldn't have been the first miracle that he performed. He performed all kind of miracles, and he did all kind of things right in their presence, and yet they still chose to blaspheme. So I, you need to understand that, 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 that believing, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you need to understand that God has enabled you. It's been a special revelation from God that has caused you to believe because without a special revelation from God, you will not become a true believer. What did Jesus ask his, ask, ask his disciples? Who do men say I am? Ah, John the Baptist, you, you know, Elijah, you want to, but then Jesus said, who do you say I am? You're the Christ. You're the Messiah. You're the only beside God and Son of God. Jesus said what? Flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. So you say, Apostle, what you're trying to get us to understand, it don't make no difference what the Lord do or what the Lord say. If you don't get a special revelation from God, you will be an unbeliever until you do. You just be an unbeliever. You can't help yourself. Okay? It's got to be a special revelation from God to take you from being an unbeliever. Because no matter what you see, you're talking about I just want to see a miracle. If I see a miracle, I believe. What about the miracle of the earth sitting right in the middle of space? How about the miracle of you breathing? How about the miracle of the, of, of the sun shining and keeping this earth at just about the right temperature for us? God moved the earth 100, 100 miles closer to the sun, we all burn up. Move the earth 100 miles further away from the sun, we all freeze to death. What about the miracle that asteroids are flying all around in the galaxy and flying all around in the solar system, and it wouldn't take but one to be an extinction-level event to hit this, and you've got millions of them flying all around in there. God said, I protect you from dangers seen and unseen. You've got asteroids, huge rocks, basically, bumping into each other like a pinball machine throughout space, and yet God, for the most part, has kept us safe. 
They flying all around. Ping, 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 ping. Let somebody come in here with a submachine gun and just start shooting up the place. And we just stand here, and they run out of bullets, and we ain't been hit. Don't you know something is at work? Somebody is at work. And get a chance, do some reading about what's going on in the solar system, going on in the galaxy, in the asteroid belt. Be like, what? Millions, all countless number of rocks, huge rocks, big as states, big as just bouncing, bing, bang, bang, and ain't none hit the earth, at least in our lifetime, to cause, you know, an extinction level event. How much you want to see a miracle? That we may see and believe. You've seen enough. You've seen enough. You don't want to talk about miracle. That you may see just the fact that you can see. There's your miracle. That's a miracle. What? These were the kinds of spirits. These were the kinds of characters that was offering Jesus some drugs. Jesus said, no. Not going to dull the pain. I'm not going to muddle my senses. I'm going to take it. Like a man and like God. Because Jesus was both man and God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you. We bless your name, Father. We thank you. Thank you for the ability to, uh, if we will, listen to you, to know who's offering, to know uh, the tools of the adversary and what, uh, how they are trying to get us off of our God-ordained purpose. Forgive us, Father, again, for any deviation from your good, pleasing, and perfect will in our lives. We ask, Father, you continue to open our eyes bit by bit, little here and a little there that we may see a clear and concise picture of who you are and uh, what you want us to do. We trust, Father, that as we continue to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to you, that you will do this for us. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Question. Right. Explain the meaning of Golgotha and how it relates to the crucifixion. Explain the meaning of Golgotha and how it relates to the crucifixion. Number two. Explain the purpose. Now, now, one thing I didn't go into, a lot of times when individuals were crucified, they would develop a very, very severe thirst because you think about it, you're losing a lot of bodily fluids up there, you're bleeding out, you know, you're sweating and you're perspiring. A lot of times they would get very, very thirsty. So what they would do, you know, they would, oftentimes they would offer them something to drink, the wine or, or, the, or the vinegar, then they try to mix it with some drugs to try and as, a, as, a, as almost a compassion to try and dull all the pain we didn't we didn't go into that but that's 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 normally why they would offer you know someone that's being crucified something to drink because you get really thirsty really thirsty all bodily fluids just just going 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 see all right um 
What about many of the religious leaders who witnessed this then as well as now? Many of the religious leaders who, who witnessed this then as well as now. What's the what's the connection? What's the connection? And finally, three purposes of wine mixed with myrrh. Three purposes of wine mixed with myrrh. you can reach us through email at thechristensearnchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Speedcast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. On Speedcast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Chris and Cern Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you in heaven, smile you in Jesus' name, amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.